Well, I'd like to extend a very warm welcome to you this morning to our family harvest service. It's lovely to have you here, whether you're visiting, whether you're a parent or a relative of um, one of the children here or listening online, it's lovely to have you all here. Um, Just a a couple of things. So if you have uh, younger children and at some point you're wanting to take them out, we do have a a creche, a room outside. If you go out the, the back of the doors, turn right, and it's the first double doors on the left, you're more than welcome to take them out there. Or if you want to take them out and still listen and see the children, you can go into our Sunday school hall, which is out to the right, and the second lot of double doors. You're more than welcome to sit in there to, to watch and listen on the screen and see the children still, so feel free to. But it's lovely to have you in here. We don't mind children making noise in here, do we? It's lovely to have everybody in here together. So this morning, we're going to um, have the children. They're going to come up and do some readings. We're going to have them come up and do some singing. I can see we've got some lovely pictures here, so you're going to show us them as well, are you? Excellent. And then Mark's going to lead us. He's going to be um, talking to us in two parts. We're really looking forward to that. So this morning, as we start, we're going to sing our first um, song this morning. And as the music starts, please stand. And our first song this morning is Creation Sings the Father's Song. He calls the sun to wake the dawn. And please stand when the music starts.
We're going to have our first two children up to read now. So we're going to have um, Flynn and Charlie, do you want to come up? And they're going to read. Then afterwards, Mark's going to come up and he's going to take the first part for us this morning. Luke 11, verse 2 to 4. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us, and lead us not and lead us not into, into temptation. John 6, verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Thank you, boys, for those brilliant readings. Good morning, everyone. This morning we're celebrating another harvest. I doubt it that many of us have been out in the fields gathering in ourselves, in our combine harvesters. One or two of us might have been... um, Maybe we've got our own little allotments or maybe we've got a few little fruit trees in our garden or something and we've had a mini harvest. But for many of us, we go to the shops, don't we? And it's so easy to forget where it comes from. So easy to forget that we need the crops to grow, that we need the rain to fall, that we need the sun to shine. And uh, it does us good, doesn't it? Once a year especially, to just stop and thank God for providing this. I mean, look at all this food. Sure, there's others as well. Full cupboards at home probably as well. So much food that we've got. And it's been a pretty tough year, hasn't it? Weather-wise, think of the drought. Hottest ever day back in uh, July, 41 degrees. And uh, so it might not be the best harvest. But nevertheless, we have still got a harvest. And it does us good to stop and to celebrate it and to thank God for that. You know, when... uh, When Jesus uh, taught his disciples to pray, they said, look, teach us to pray. So he taught them the Lord's Prayer. It's what we had read brilliantly for us just now. And there's a line in the middle of it. It says, give us this day our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread. And Jesus is teaching the disciples and he's teaching us that it's good to ask God every day to provide our food. Because, you know, God... God cares about the big stuff in life. He cares about the big problems on the world stage, but he also cares about you. And he cares about your needs. And he encourages us to pray every day for the food that we need. And this might be an encouragement to some of us that God provides. It might be an encouragement to us, especially those of us adults, as we face the cost of living crisis, as prices are shooting up all over the place, and maybe some of us genuinely wondering, how are you going to afford food and all the necessities? Maybe it'd be a really good time to start praying this prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Asking God to provide for us, trusting him to provide for us, and remembering to say thank you when he answers. So it's good to celebrate, isn't it? Good to celebrate the harvest. Now, in front of me, some of you have already been celebrating harvest, haven't you? Because you've got some pictures, and I believe you're going to come up and show them. Is that right? Yeah. Go on then. Do you want to come up and show everyone your amazing pictures? Did you do these last week? Hold them up. That's it. Lovely. Oh, do you want to squeeze along a bit so we can everyone can see everyone? Wow. 
And what does it say? It says, season has changed, but Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah, the seasons do change, don't we? Have you noticed it's a bit more rainy than it used to be a little while ago? Because we're going into the autumn, aren't we? Seasons change, but Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, I think they deserve a round of applause, don't you? <laughs> Lovely. Thank you very much. Do you want to go and sit down? Lovely. Now, there's all sorts of things that grow in the fields, aren't there? You get crops of wheat, you get barley, you get rye, you get fruit. You also get other things. I've been, uh, I've been growing some in myself, actually. I'm quite, quite pleased with it, to be honest. Um, it's, it's come out really well in, in the harvest. And I thought what I'd do is I'd sort of harvest it for you guys this morning, and then I can put it on there. Is that all right? So um, it's what I've been growing. There you go. Look at that. You can probably see why I'm quite proud of these. They're absolute beauties, aren't they? This one, uh, this plant here I got over from France. So, loving that. Lovely. So, let's uh, put these on the side. Ooh. Uh, cool. The stems are quite hard. There you go. Look at that. And uh, that one, lovely. Join the harvest. Ah, why are you laughing? What's up? Oh, well, there you go. That one, I think it's clean. We might move it afterwards. Lovely. Right, well of course we don't grow bread on trees, do we? Or grow them in plants, I haven't really grown them. But you know, the things that do grow are some of the bits of flour and some of those other bits that we can make um, make bread. You know, bread is eaten all over the world. Everyone knows about bread all over the world. And, but there's, there's hundreds of different types, lots of different types. And uh, you've got some different types here, actually. So obviously I've shown you some. You've got ones like this, this loaf here. You've got ones like this. You've got ones like this. These are all ones I bought last night. You can tell they're not very popular because they were the only ones left in the shop. But those bread, what else have we got? Oh, let's put this down. I'll carry that. Right, what else have we got? Here's just a few different types of bread for you, okay? Sourdough, baguette, brioche, ciabatta, rye bread, multigrain, pitta, whole grain, naan, soda bread, sprouted bread, potato bread, corn bread, matzo, and my favourite one, pumpernickel. I don't know what it tastes like, but it sounds great, doesn't it? It's German, German bread. There you go. And there's loads more that I haven't mentioned. Bread is all over the world and lots of variety. And here's a few facts about bread. Let me give you a few facts. The longest loaf of bread ever baked, this was a big oven, was 1,200 metres long. 1.2 kilometres. That's a long loaf of bread. A rolled up piece of white bread was used to erase graphite before rubber erasers were invented. So you know in school you've got your little rubbers when you make a mistake with a pencil. Some, in the old days they used to use um, <coughs> rolled up bread. Weird. Okay. Bread was so important to the Egyptians a long, long time ago that they used it as money. So they used to like pay people with it and swap it with people. There you go. <coughs> and here's a good fact for you. Every year in the UK, around 12 billion sandwiches are eaten. That means that on average, there's 380 sandwiches eaten every second. That's a lot of sandwiches, isn't it? Well, I thought, as I'm talking about bread this morning, I thought, you know what I'd better do? 
I'd better have a go at making some. So last night, I got my apron on, and uh, I mixed the, the flour with a bit of water and got my dough. Are you ready for this? Some of you are looking a bit nervous. And there I am, you see, in the kitchen, getting my bread ready. And then, of course, when you've got your dough, you need to knead it with a K. And uh, there you go, look at that. Great British Bake Off, here we come. Some expert, uh, expert kneading there. And uh, there you go. So then you have to put it in a bowl, so what's called proof. So you put cling film over it and leave it for a bit in a warm place and it rises. And there you go, it's a bit more of a close-up. And then after a little bit more leaving it for a bit, I put it in a sort of bread tin. Who's ready to see how it came out? Who's ready? So I think it went slightly over. Our oven's a bit hot. But that's what it looked like. I'm quite proud of that. Are you proud of me? Should we have a look at it? Now, here's the thing. Is that I haven't actually opened this yet. So I've got it here. Okay, so this is it. That I made. Now, um, I haven't had a look. I've been wanting to look, but I thought, no, I'm not going to look. So, should we open it, and then you can judge it? Yeah? Yeah. Okay, let's have a look what it's like inside. (laughs) Quite tough. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Right, I'm going to ask you guys, uh, I don't know why, my harshest critics usually, but here you go. What what are you thinking? Do you want to taste a little bit? Go on, him. Is it good? You said it almost before it was in your mouth. Is it, is it actually good? Does anyone else want a little bit? God, then have a little bit. I can't, maybe afterwards we can have a little go. I might have to leave this on the side. Go on, one more bit and then we'll, we'll leave it. Oh, yeah, of course. Go on. Go on then, have a little bit of bread. What do you think? Freddy? Yeah, go on then. What, what's the rating? Is it all right? Yeah? Wow, I might actually try it again. Well, there you go. I'll leave it, um, I'll leave it up here. And maybe some of you that haven't had a go can have a try. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. My first ever time making bread. Now, food is good, isn't it? Food is, is good. It does two things. It satisfies us when we're hungry and it keeps us alive. Now, those things are important for later. So remember those two things. Satisfies us. And keeps us alive. Okay? We need food to stay alive, don't we? Now let's imagine that I said, this food here, that's all we've got for all of us for the whole of next year. Well, yeah, exactly. You'd begin to panic a little bit, wouldn't you? Because you'd be thinking, that's not going to last us a week. Especially with some of the people we've got here with their big appetites. That's not going to last very long. We need food, don't we? We need more than that to survive. We need to eat it to keep going. But we also know what it's like, you know, don't you, when you're really, 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 really hungry. And if we're being honest, you've got a little bit grumpy because you're feeling so hungry. And uh, and finally, there's a plate put down in front of you. Or you go to McDonald's and you pick up the burger and you just tuck into it. And you're like, this is amazing. And then at the end, you've eaten your fill and you just sit there and you're satisfied, aren't you? And you're happy again. You feel content. Yeah, we all know that feeling, don't we? Yeah, you happy with that? You know, there's one thing we've discovered with our youth groups here. And that's that if we provide food, we tend to get more people out to them. When Jesus was alive, 
there was a time when he wanted to be alone. And uh, he wanted to be alone, but people kept chasing him. And the reason people kept chasing him is because he had just done an amazing miracle where he had fed thousands of people with really not much more than a, a picnic of a few rolls and a bit of fish. And so they were following him because they were hungry. They wanted to follow Jesus for the free food. But Jesus says to them, he says, I've got something so much better for you. I've got something that's so much better than food. I've got the bread of life. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. So that's a bit of a strange statement, a big statement. And we're going to think a little bit more about it in part two. Thanks, John. Thank you, Mark, and we look forward to hearing him in a moment. But before Mark comes up again, we're going to have the children up now. They're going to be singing, so let's get you up in your classes. So Gwen's class, would you like to come up first? There you go, Paddy.
That was lovely singing, brilliant stuff. Okay, we're going to come to God now. We're going to pray to God. So we bow our heads and we're going to just pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much as we come here this morning. We can come and thank and praise a wonderful God. Lord, it was so wonderful to hear the children singing about giving praise and thanks for all such good things that you give us day by day. Lord, you are the giver of good gifts and we thank you for them. We thank you so much for the ultimate gift. We thank you for the gift of your son. And we were just hearing just a moment ago from Mark that he is the bread of life and we thank you for that. We thank you that he is a God that never changes. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. And how amazing is that, that we have somebody that never changes. We know that he is compassionate, caring, loving, wonderful. He is so many good things. And yet he came and he was perfect in every single way and he was willing to lay down his life to save people from their sins. Lord God, we thank you so much that Jesus was prepared to make that sacrifice so us as a people can come and ask to be forgiven and we know that when this life ends we can have an eternity in heaven with you. Lord, we thank you so much for that, that your promises can never be broken. Once your promise is made, it stands the test of time. Lord God, we pray that In this climate that we're in today, Lord, there is so much sadness, there's so much heartache and so many things that are going wrong. And people get so upset and so down and so frustrated, yet they can be taken out of all of that burden if they truly put their trust in you because you help people through all different circumstances in life and we thank you for that. Lord, we come here this morning for for a Thanksgiving service where we can thank and look back at the good things that you give us, Lord. We thank you so much for for all the many blessings that we have given to us day by day. We look across to that table and there's so much food there and we thank you so much that we have homes and we have a town and a country here where food is provided for us. We can go into shops, we can buy it whenever we want and we can be satisfied. Yet there are many countries and places around this world that do not have the food provided for them, Lord, that struggle with hunger and famine. And we pray for them at this time that you will feed them. Lord, we know how important it is to have food. But again, like Mark was talking about, the most important thing is to have that that quench um, first and fed through the Lord Jesus Christ, him being the bread of life. Lord God, we thank you for for the children here this morning. We thank you so much for for the joy and happiness that they give us week by week as they come through the doors at Sunday school. We thank you so much for the way that they have sung this morning, how they have sung about Jesus and sung about God and all the good gifts that he gives us. And Lord, we just pray that the children, as they come in and they hear and listen to your word, Lord, that their lives will be changed. We pray that Jesus will work in their lives. Lord, we thank you so much that as a God, you are so good. We can come and we can pray and we can speak to you whenever we want to. And we especially come before you at this time and we look at the news this morning and we see the tragedy that has happened in Indonesia with so many people losing their lives to that football match. And we really do pray for those families at this time that are grieving and will be so upset with the circumstances and the tragedy that has happened there. I pray, Lord God, that even in circumstances like that, that you will work. Lord, we pray that... Those people, when they try to understand why an event like that has happened, why a tragedy has happened like that, that they can turn to you and find comfort from you. 
Because we know, Lord God, that you are the only person that can truly comfort real sadness and real heartache. Lord, when we think of heartache and sadness, Lord, we still remember those that, that are grieving, who have lost people in recent times, Lord. Lord, we know that, that other people might move on, but those that have been affected, they still feel the loss so significantly, Lord. And we just really do pray for them. And we thank you so much that as, as people that are followers of God, that we can come together and we can pray for these people that are so downcast and heartbroken, Lord. And we just pray, Lord God, that, that you will continue to, to be with them, strengthen them, stand side by side. We are told that you stick closer to us than our brother, Lord. And we pray that you'll continue to do that. That when times feel dark and lonely and sad, we pray, Lord God, that you will shine your light into their hearts and that you will uplift them. We just really do pray that you will comfort those still at this time. And we pray for, for the elderly folk um, that we know, Lord, that might be lonely. And especially when we come towards winter time, when it gets um, darker and the rain sets in and things feel so more suffocating for them. We just really do pray that you will be with them at this time. Let them know that even if they have not had you in their life before, Lord, it doesn't matter how old they are, they can invite Jesus into their lives and follow you and that you will warm their hearts, that you will shine brightness into their lives, and that they can cling to the promises that you give. We thank you for all those that we know that come to our first Tuesdays here, Lord. We thank you so much that they come week by week, and they enjoy a meal and fellowship. But most importantly, we pray that the word and the message that they hear will be mighty and powerful and will work in their lives. Lord God, we we pray for Mark and John, our pastors here. Lord, as they preach and teach us week by week, we thank you so much for for the love and kindness that they show to us all as a congregation and as a people. We pray that you'll help them week by week as they they come to preach to us, Lord. We pray that you'll help them in their their understanding of your word as they preach it to us, Lord. We pray that you'll just really help them oversee the church and the people here. Really do um, give them the messages into their hearts that, that you want them to convey to us, Lord. And we pray that the messages that they, they preach will be mighty, that they will be life-changing. Lord God, we just come before you now and we just really pray that you'll continue to be with us in this family service, Lord. I pray that you'll be with the children again as they come to read. And I pray that you'll be with Mark as he brings the second part of this message to us, Lord. And we pray all this, asking forgiveness of our many sins. In Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, so we're going to have our next readers up now before Mark comes with a second part. So we have got Annie and Ruby. Would you like to come up? John 6, John 6, verse 40 to 42. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. So the Jews grumbled about him because he said, I am the bread of life that came down from heaven. They said, is not this just Jesus, the son of Joseph, Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he say, I have come down from heaven? John 6, verse 47 to 51. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes have eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread that comes down. From <coughs> this is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. Sure. 
Well, before Mark does come up for a brief second part, we're actually going to sing again, I forgot, because I've got a very um, absent mind sometimes and things slip through. So we're going to stand in a moment to sing our second song. When the music starts again, please stand. And we're going to sing, We plough the fields and scatter the good seed on the land, but it is fed and watered by God's almighty hand. Please stand when the music starts. Okay, so we've been thinking a bit about bread, and people have been chasing Jesus, trying to get a free meal, trying to get food. And uh, I said there were two reasons why we have food. I'm going to put them up here. Can anyone unscramble those for me? I'll give a clue. This one on the right is three words. Go on then, super quick. Satisfies. Very good. Food satisfies, doesn't it? When we have food, ah, we feel content, we're satisfied. Yeah, can anyone work out? This is tricky. Three words. I did say it and told you to remember it, to try and help a little bit, yeah? 
keeps us alive. Very good. Very, very good. Excellent. Yeah, that's what food does, doesn't it? And actually, oh, before I pick that up, got a couple of things here. Actually, Jess, can you help me? Can you stick that up on this side? Is that all right? And then I'll stick this up on this side. Lovely, jubbly. Lovely. So hopefully that will be a good reminder for us as we think about this, that that's, this is what food does. Can't really see it the other side, but keeps us alive is the other side and satisfies us. See, these people are chasing Jesus because they want to be satisfied and they want to stay alive. They want food. That's, that's pretty obvious. Now, Jesus knows that he could miraculously provide food for them again. He knows that he could do that and keep doing that. But he also knows that if he does that, they'll just keep coming back. They'll be there the next day because they're, they're hungry again. Now, perhaps you had a big breakfast this morning. But I'd be willing to guess that there's quite a few of you already thinking, oh, I wonder what's for snacks after the service. Wouldn't surprise me at all. And while bread does keep us alive, it can't keep us alive forever, can it? So, children... How old do you think the oldest person alive in the world at the moment is? What do you think? Oh, it's close to that. So what do you, what do you think? Yeah. Oh, a bit younger. They're slightly younger, but super close. Going in on the end. Oh, missed it by one. 118. 118. That's pretty good going, isn't it? That's old. That's older than your teachers. Wow. But, <laughs> do apologise. But you know, food, it keeps us alive for a bit, doesn't it? But it can't keep us alive forever. We can't go on living till we're, till we're 200 or older than that. You know, food satisfies us for a little bit. And it keeps us alive for even longer. But you know, Jesus says, he says, I've got something better. I've got something better than the bread that you ate, and and that's why you followed me. I've got something better than that. Something that satisfies you more, and something that keeps you alive more. He says this, I am the bread of life. Bit of a strange thing to say. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. Now, of course, it's picture language here. You know, Jesus isn't saying that if we follow him, if we uh, become a Christian, that somehow we'll never need meals again. So it's not what he's saying. But what he is saying is that he can satisfy us in a far deeper way and a far more longer-lasting way than food or anything else, frankly, ever can. You know, all of us are hungry people, whether we realise it or not. But hungry in a, in a far deeper and more profound way than just being hungry for food. All of us search for satisfaction. We might not realise we're doing it, but that's what we're often doing. We're, we're searching for satisfaction. And it's very possible to have everything in life going for us. So we might have full stomachs. We might have that secure job. We might have loving families. We might have that good house, that car. And yet we can still feel like there's an emptiness inside us that we need a little bit more. Like there, there's a bit of a gap somehow that we're, we're dissatisfied and we can try and fill this with all sorts. It might be sport, it might be families, it might be relationships. And all those things are really good things. But you know, none of those things can give us full satisfaction. Not proper satisfaction. Now, 
I don't listen to Radio 4 much, I have to say, but they, there was an interview on it this week uh, where uh, it was actually a really old interview that they're rebroadcasting. And it was from, uh, uh, they're interviewing Paul McCartney from the Beatles. And this is what he was saying. He was saying that at the height of his fame, with all his wealth, he said neither money nor power provided the satisfaction he was looking for. And he was aware of something missing in his life. So he and the Beatles went to India to sort of seek a sort of spiritual satisfaction. But, you know, he never found it. You've got someone like that with all the, the wealth, the fame that you could want. And he's desperate. He's going across the globe searching for satisfaction and still not finding it. You know, the Bible says that the reason we've got this in us, this kind of hunger, this need for satisfaction, is that we were made for something more. God made us hungry, the Bible says. So the Bible says that we were made by God and for God. Made by God and for God. And, and that without God in our lives, there's something missing. And so, and so there's, there's this hole in us. Leaves us feeling dissatisfied. And so Jesus, what he's really saying is, here is, look, I'm the only one that can truly satisfy you. I'm God. I can fill that hole. I can truly satisfy you fully and forever. He says, I'm the bread of life that will fill you up. And you'll never be hungry again. So Jesus can satisfy us in a, in a way that's far greater than, than bread. But he can also keep us alive in a much greater way than bread. This is what he says in John chapter 6 in the New Testament. He says, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on me and believes in me should have eternal life. Eternal life. And then a bit later in verse 47 he says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life, I am the bread of life. Jesus isn't talking about physical life here. He's not saying, well, if this woman believed it, she'd be a lot older than 118. She could live forever. Jesus is is trying to get the disciples and us to lift our eyes beyond our stomachs and beyond the kind of everyday things of life to think about spiritual things and eternal things and things to do with God. And he's saying, I can give you a real life, a life of knowing God, a life where there's actually real hope after death because Jesus rose and uh, died and rose again. He's got power over death. It gives us a very real hope. That's the sort of life that Jesus is talking about here. And Jesus says all we need to do is believe. That's simple. Even children can do that. All we need to do is believe in Jesus. There's no requirements. There's no uh, special education you need. You don't need a PhD. You don't need to go through some weird ceremony to get this. Jesus says all you need for this life is to believe. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty simple. But these are huge claims. What Jesus is saying here, when he's saying, I can give you eternal life, that is a huge claim. And maybe some of you struggle to believe that. Well, people in the day did. The people that were talking to Jesus did. This is, this is what they said. Well, they were chatting to each other, really. But they, they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he now say, I've come down from heaven? They're kind of saying, look, we know his mum and dad. It's just Jesus from down the road. We know him. He's not anything special. And maybe that's kind of how you feel a little bit, that you're just like, he's a good man, I get that, from 2,000 years ago, but but that's it. I'm not sure there's anything more. I just want to encourage you, if that's you, just to explore a bit more about his life. 
read about his life, chat to people. If you've got questions, come and ask us. We'd love to share a bit more. See for yourself what Jesus said and what he did. And especially at the end of his life, why he was crucified and what happened after that. And, uh, you know, there's been a lot of people who have said, I I can't believe. And then they've come face to face with Jesus and they've come to know him and they've ended up following him. So I just want to encourage you, really, just to investigate. Jesus makes these huge claims. And many of us here are Christians who come to this church and and we love Jesus and, and he has satisfied us. And this is what we long for you. And and this invite that Jesus gives here is a very open invite. He uses words like anyone, whoever, and everyone. He uses his words, this is an open invite for anyone to believe. Now in just a few minutes, um, we're we're going to invite you through to the hall. There's snacks, I believe, and and, um, drinks. Come in, it'd be be lovely to chat to you. But also remember Jesus' invitation. Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. And I want you, in, in a kind of funny way, to eat Jesus, as it were, to, to, to believe him, take him in, and, uh, and trust that Jesus will satisfy you more than anything else. So I just want to finish with this. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Come and eat and be satisfied. So as we think about harvest, I just want to encourage you to think about a bread that's even more special than the bread we've got there. So, thank you. Thank you, Mark. Lots to uh, think about there and go off there and uh, mull over, isn't there? Thank you ever so much. We're going to sing our last um, song now. And uh, again, when the, when the music starts, please stand. We're going to sing, Jesus is Lord, the cry that echoes through creation, resplendent power, eternal word, our rock, the Son of God, the King whose glory fills the heavens, yet bids us come to taste this living bread. Our last song.
just before I pray, just a few uh, notices. Um, like Mark said, you're all more than welcome to join us um, in the Sunday School Hall. There's food out there, there's biscuits, there's teas, coffees and drinks. It'd be lovely to have you all stay with us and enjoy that. And there's lots out there for you kids, I'm sure you'll enjoy it too. Um, just a reminder that we have um, our bonfire night coming up very soon. Yeah, it's that time of year again. It's not far away. We all enjoy that. So it's on the 5th. It'll be on the Saturday. Um, I was told by Steph, she said, oh, that's the same day that Goldsmiths is probably going to be going. But don't worry, we will see what time they're going off. And hopefully we can do ours a bit earlier like we've done before and we can walk up. So you can come to our one, have the fireworks, have a big bonfire, get filled up with um, warm soup and food, and then you can go up and see some more fireworks. That sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? Excellent, yeah, I thought you'd enjoy that. Um, and the other thing is, um, we do run an Exploring Christianity course here. We've got, running at, we've got one running at the moment that we've got quite a few people that are on. It's, um, it's a really good course where people can come in a, in a real um, laid-back environment and they can ask questions, they can learn and understand more about who Jesus is and about the Bible. And I'd really encourage, if there are any of you here that would like to come to that, would like to know more, please contact myself, Mark, John, or anyone else that you know from the church here, and I'm sure we can put you in contact with people to, to come onto that course. And it just made me think, you know, there's lots of things that have happened over these last two years, isn't there? We've had the pandemic, we've had problems with um, the wars in the Ukraine, we've had um, pa- just terrible things that have been happening, we've had um, money crisis, haven't we, with electric bills going up, water bills, and it can be really, really, really stressful at the best of times. And I was just thinking, I'm like anybody else here, I find life stressful sometimes when all these things happen in our life, but when you have Jesus in your life, they become a lot, lot smaller and a lot, lot more manageable. And you can find that real peace, even when times are really tough and stressful, Jesus gives you that peace that only he can give. And I just encourage anyone here that doesn't know Jesus to, you know, maybe just think, maybe for the first time, that you want to find out a bit more about who this Jesus is and who can give this peace. And afterwards, there's many of us here in this church that will be standing about in in the room next door, Feel free, maybe for the first time, where you can come and talk to us and just ask questions or say to us, you know, what is it all about? You know, how did you find this piece? You know, there's many people here that have got a story and a testimony to tell you about how Jesus has worked in their lives and how he has given them that peace. And like I said, I really encourage you just to really stop and um, speak to one of us today. Shall we pray before we um, go into the next room? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you again that only Jesus can satisfy. Lord, there are so many things in this world that try to tempt us, that we think that we need. But Lord, everything that we chase that is not Jesus just falls by the wayside. It doesn't truly bring us true happiness. It cannot fill that void. Lord, I remember my life. I was chasing so many things, yet it was only Jesus that could satisfy me and bring that peace. And I just pray if there are any people here today that have that void in their lives, that do not feel peace and comfort at this time, that they will want to know you, that they will want to find out a little bit more about you. And I thank you so much that if people come and knock and ask, Lord, you do receive them and invite them in. I pray even today your Holy Spirit will be working in this room, bringing people forward to want to know you more and more. And we just thank you so much that you are the God that satisfies. You are the God that gives us eternal life. And we thank you for that. Lord, we thank you so much again for for this morning, for this family service. We thank you so much again for how well the children sang and how well they spoke. And we thank you for that message. And we pray that we will not go out of this room and forgetting about what we've heard in here today. That we will go out of this room and it will be on our minds. And Lord, we just thank you again for the food that has been prepared for us outside. And I just pray as we we go out to the next room now next door that we will have good fellowship there and be filled. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.